um, a marriage is what what's happening. You're getting married, you're not getting wedding. So if you always just try and, in a stressful time, remember you're getting married, you're not getting wedding. Welcome to the Yes Do I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello and welcome to Yes Do I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name's Jack Brister and I'm your co-host today. I'm joined as always by Chris Piercy. Say hi, Chris. Hi, Chris, and good morning to everybody. Unless you're listening to this in the evening, in which case, good evening. Or if you're listening to it in the afternoon, in which case, good afternoon. Today we spoke to Kate Atkinson of Bridal Reloved. We talked about her business, what she does, and uh, what you need to consider when choosing your wedding dress. This is how we got on. Uh, so, uh, Kate, can, can you tell Jack what it is that you do? Hi, Jack. Um, we have a, a boutique called Bridal Reloved, which is based in Dorchester, and we sell um, secondhand wedding dresses. So, wedding dresses that are pre owned or have come straight from the designer, um, basically, either worn once and um, ready to go again. Cool. What, uh, what got you started in that then, Kate? I had a dress to sell and nowhere to sell it. Um, so we, uh, about five years ago, um, I couldn't find anywhere to sell my dress apart from online. And I kept finding, which we did go down, I did go down that route, but I kept finding that lots of people wanted to try it on. I didn't really want everybody to come around to my house because I had to keep tidying up all the time. (laughs) And I had a housemate at the time. Um, and I thought, surely people would rather be in a boutique trying these on. There must be somewhere where you can buy secondhand dresses. Um, and there wasn't anywhere local to us that did that. So six weeks later, I opened a shop. Six weeks later. That's incredible. Six, six weeks later, I opened my first shop. And uh, that's now a, a nationwide franchise, is it not? Yeah, we've now got 13 stores in the UK. I've got another one opening this year in December in Lincolnshire. Another one opening York in January, and then another two signed up for next year. Fantastic. Right. And that's just come from you there literally being a niche in the market that you found and you just yeah. kind of, you've just gone for it. Yeah, just just kind of threw us a, a massive learning curve. I come from a um back a casting background and that's not metal casting, that's casting in um uh sort of musical theatre, films, T V. So that was my previous career. Um, and I think being in that kind of career where you're quite organised and good with people, they're just tr- a load of transferable skills that I brought across to to the wedding industry with me. That's absolutely incredible. That's, it's uh, quite enlightening for people for someone to just go, you know what, I'm going to do this and then do it because there's so many people that just talk about stuff and uh, then not actually do it. So that's just brilliant. Yeah. Um, I've always I've always wondered because obviously you know. A wedding dress is probably the most expensive item that a, a person's ever going to buy, when clothing-wise, is in their life. And then they wear it once, or sometimes maybe they wear it twice if they have a kind of a engagement sort of thing, or maybe if they have, sorry, uh, like an anniversary type of thing, they wear it like a year later yeah. or something like that. But in general, they, they wear it once and it sits in the cupboard, and then I, I wonder what people actually do with it. So I guess that you answer that problem. They, they turn it back into cash. <laughs> basically yeah um i mean some people do buy dresses um as an investment because they know they can sell it afterwards and they're the people that know their designers so they're looking for the designer dress um and they know they can resell it quite quickly if they get a move on 
And then some people buy a dress and then don't even think about selling it. You don't, you know, it's not on their mind. It's not the thing that they think of when they're buying their dress. Uh, but then what happens is a year later, they just get sick of seeing it in the cupboard or moving it around because it's so big. Um, and it's a shame to do anything with it. Um, you know, back in the uh, back in the day, uh, people used to be a lot more skilled than I think that we are these days. They used to have skills where they could sew themselves, and that uh, it was quite traditional to make it into a christening gown or soft furnishings or alter it for somebody else to use. Um, and I, I, I am one of these people that I definitely would not have the skills to do anything like that. Um, so yeah, my dress sat in a cupboard for five years before I sold it. So, um, it's nice to be able to, you know, to be able to it help people solve that problem, but at the same time help other people that can't afford a four thousand pound dress and their budget is a thousand. Um, and we can help them buy, you know, that kind of dress. I guess what's quite lovely is that you you take people through the whole wedding process because obviously people get their dresses relatively early on in the planning, not like right towards the start, but not right towards the end. Uh, and then you're with them through different fittings of that as well, I presume. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. you potentially get to see them straight afterwards as well to, to discuss how yeah. all the wedding, because they, they will have spoken to you about all of their plans through the, that, that everything process. and then you get to see them after and say so how did it all go did this work did oh work? yeah um, it's lovely it's great to build up a relationship with somebody when they come into the shop and it's such a huge privilege uh, because we get to see whilst you guys photographers and other you know um entertainment and you know people that go there on the day get to spend time with the couple um we get to just hang out with the bride and her best friends or her family and help them through this process and it is really 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 sweet it's a really nice um moment to share with somebody it's a privilege really because no, nobody else there gets that so uh kate you obviously you're specializing in selling second-hand dresses do you still go through the whole alteration process or is it uh, okay because obviously a dress would have been altered the first time are you able to then alter it again and then make it fit for a second person yeah, um, so us, we have all our boutiques have a seamstress in store and they will alter it. Um, so a lot of people that haven't had alterations, obviously it's a blank canvas and generally alterations are either a take up or a take in. If it's been dramatically altered, there's a bit more work to do, but it's, there's not a lot of work to, to be done normally. Well, I say that, I'm not a seamstress. My seamstress <laughs> would beg to differ. <laughs> and if she hears this, sorry. <laughs> so is, is there ever a case where someone simply is too uh, too thin or too big to, to yeah. for, for a dress to work is there, is there a maximum I mean I, I don't know about this because it's not my yeah. subject is, is there a maximum no. that can be done You, it's not is it no do you not go I, shopping I don't, I don't. Often? I don't not, not often um, no I mean generally with a wedding dress you can go up to Jack's laughing so maybe he's got something to share with us oh no um, definitely not no <laughs> although she's a very ju- good um, judge of character it seems <laughs> Um, yeah, so generally a dress, if you if you buy a dress, it can go up a couple of sizes or be taken in a couple of sizes. If you're a size 20 and you love a dress that's a size 12, it, it, it would basically be a remake. It can be done, but it will be very, you know, well, I wouldn't say very expensive, but a lot more expensive than um, often as much as the dress if you're going to go for that much alteration. But um, a good seamstress will basically say anything is possible, really. Um, and lots of brides want to make their dress bespoke and make it a little bit different. 
quite often brides will use uh, a wedding dress size as a kind of motivational tool for for like a bo- uh, body transformation, won't they? Do, do, yeah. do, do people? I'm interested to know. Do, do people tend to stick to those sort of things, or do they just get to the uh, and go? Oh, you know, I wasn't able to. Or I mean, what, what's the what's the kind of general it, story behind that? It does that? happen. Yeah, it generally does happen. Um, you know, you get people that either go uh, in in our boutique, they buy a dress that fits them, and um, our dresses, uh, the best dresses that sell, are the dresses that fit somebody. Um, because it's quite hard to see past an alteration. So a bit like when you're buying a house, if the, you know, you can either see a horrible house with garish wallpaper and smelly carpets, or you can see an empty room that you can design yourself. And lots of people can't see past it sometimes. Um, or they can see past it, but it's it's a rocky road for them until their final fitting. Um, completely normal, and we're just here to help them along the way. And you know, our seamstress that you know we work with, we've we worked with them for a long time. Um, and you know, so many happy customers, um, no complaints and, um, you know, the job, we steam the dresses, look after them, look after the bride. So whatever it is, we'll get them to that point. It's just a fantastic service that you provide. I think that moves us on quite nicely to our topic that we wanted to chat with you about today. Um, and this is something that I can pretty much make a blanket statement about myself and Jack have no uh, nothing to input with this whatsoever, but we probably will have quite a few questions about this. So the question that we want, our topic wanted to cover is the the considerations uh, that uh, women will have to make when choosing their their, their dress. So what factors will affect what styles um, and sizes and things like that. So that's what we wanted to cover today. Yeah. So I mean, when a bride comes into our store, we we'll ask them about their wedding, and if they say they're getting married uh, abroad, um, and they want, you know, generally they would want something quite light, some chiffon or some light lace. Um, but we've had a girl before get married in the desert in Nevada, hottest place in the world, and um, she had the biggest dress I've ever seen. I, I now I don't know how long she wore it for, but the pictures were epic, and the dress was huge. So it will, you know, common sense would say you want something light and chiffon that's going to be airy. You can wear it all day, and that generally is the case if someone's going abroad. But anything goes. Um, but yeah, if somebody's having uh, a boho wedding in teepees in a garden, um, you know, we can, we find out what their their style is and what their wedding wedding is, and we go for that. Usually, the dress is probably the second or third thing that they they book. They book their date, their venue, and if they're smart, they'll book their um, entertainment before they get booked up. Um, but no, they and then they generally come to um, come to a bridal boutique because. When you've decided on the dress, you can then decide on the bridesmaids, which then can you can then match the colours for the flowers and the cake decoration and the room decoration. So whilst that sounds like the sensible route, we do have people that come in and say, I've already got my bridesmaid dress. And it doesn't actually go with the colour of the dress that they found in store that they want to try on, a different shade of ivory perhaps. And then that leaves them in a bit more of a tricky position. But it's a lot of people only ever do this once so they don't know don't know the process really so you know that's what we're here to do again we're here to be flexible and to try and help them through and just look at every corner it's important for us that they try on at least the five general sizes um the five general styles which is sort of a-line princess fishtail column empire um tea length as long as they can then come into our store and say i've tried all that on and i like that and i hate that that's okay 
they need to make that decision that they hate it before they rather than go i don't know it because i never tried so that's that for us is important that makes perfect sense kate and um when you because obviously you meet a bride quite early on and i think the dress is something that a bride thinks about well generally since they were like seven eight nine years old it's something they've always thought about they've always wanted they've known what they wanted is it the case that sometimes they come into the store they try it on and you they really want to like it but you just know it's not quite right what do you do you say something is there where, where do you kind of sit with that yeah, I mean, we're very professional in the fact that we are um, experienced in what we do um, and we're honest and we, if somebody wants to try a dress, if it, as long as it fits, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, my, my personal taste, I like very plain dresses um, and I like very just dresses that are coutured rather than I don't really like the detail. Um, but if a girl comes in and tries two fantastic dresses on, one's completely in detail and one's my style coutured, it's what looks best on her and what suits her the best. So you do have to put your own personal things aside. Uh, we had a lady come in the other day who loved a dress. Um, she loved two dresses. One was uh, 1,800 and one was 300. And hands down, she looked best in the 300 one. And uh, she said, well, you're not a very good salesperson. You're supposed to sell me the more expensive one. I said, yeah, but this one looks better. But I'm sure you want a veil. And she just sort of laughed. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that, that dress looked better on her. And we, we want them to buy, you know, you, there's no sales pitch in wedding dresses. It's not like, you know, buy a car or it go, you can get this in, you know, blue or red and the seats heat up or do you want the electricity? There's none of that. You can't sell a wedding dress. They have to try it on. And once they've got it on, only they know. So, you you know, you just have to go off their vibe. I think that's uh, really, really interesting information to for, for me. But I would for anyone listening to this who's kind of hasn't bought their uh, their dress yet, that you know someone can come in and buy a dress that because people think of it as being like one of the most expensive things you're gonna kind of shell out on for the wedding. So for someone to come in, find the dress which is perfect for them, and it to only be like three hundred pounds or something like is absolutely incredible really um because that the money that they're saving can be put to to other things like the luxuries that they probably wouldn't have like fireworks or you know um extra bigger favors or a better honeymoon i mean we've had brides come one of our brides came in last year and said um i've you know my wedding budget is two thousand pounds but um my kids haven't been on holiday for two years because we've been saving for this wedding and i'd rather buy a dress of 500 quid and we go and have an extra holiday like a holiday because the kids haven't been away um yeah good on you you know that's just perfect sense our brides most of our brides have been with their partners for years possibly mortgages possibly student loans maybe two student loans kids already you know they have commitments, and I think they. I think today people think about money differently when it comes to frivolous things. Perhaps. Do you think that the uh, the wedding dress is pivotal to the theme of a wedding? Um, I do. Do you know personally? I'm not a materialistic person. I'm quite minimalistic. Uh, minimalistic, but um, I get it when it's round a wedding. Uh, a lady, you know, you're getting married. You want to feel your best. You want to look your best. You know, you're going to be eyes on you all day, whether you like being the centre of attention or not. Um, and people want to feel their best and and look their best for that for that special day. Um, whether it's for them or they want to look good for the photos or they want to look good for their, you know, partner standing at the aisle. 
um, you know, it's important that on that day that they're comfortable, happy, and they feel the best of themselves. Something I've been interested to know, because we've heard this from uh, Jessica Hillier, who we spoke to about design. We heard this from Kirsten Say, who I know is a very good friend of yours, uh, about makeup. And quite often when people will come to, will get a Pinterest board or they'll see photo shoots or something like that, and they'll see, they'll see a dress, they'll see makeup, they'll see designs and think that's what I want. But then it turns out that you know when they speak to the experts, those things have either been highly photoshopped or they're just not possible. Yeah. Now, when you see, when people see a dress in a, a photo shoot or they see it in a magazine or whatever, is that always an accurate um, depiction of what that's going to be like on them or does the... Does the dress on them change things massively? No, of course not. It's an accurate description of what it looks like on the person that's being photographed at the time. Um, what it would look like on you is a, a completely different, you know, dresses are made to man to fit mannequins with longer torsos uh, because, and um, longer seams and that kind of thing um, so that a seamstress can shorten them and take them in um, rather than take away, which is why they're generally so long when people try them on. Um, we, this is why we say it's important for them to try every style. They'll, they see in the magazine, they've got on their Pinterest board, they love the floaty light chiffon dress, and then they come in and try a completely different dress on that's, you know, structured, um, and they love the, the security of it, and they love how it silhouettes their shape. So, you know, but they don't know that until they try on. So we just say, have a have an open mind. And, and don't be sizist either. A lot of people are worried about, worried about sizes of dresses. We don't go off size of dress, it seems to alter it. We go off if it if it fits and what it would look like if it was taken in or you know, we had a lady in for a fitting last night who's bought an A line dress, but she as the fitting went on, she wanted it a bit more fitted, so it's not quite so A. So it's less like an A and more like a sort of I. Um and um so we, we helped her take it in and she's now bespoke that dress to, to suit her style. So- um but yeah. Okay, Um, so you kind of touched on it there, Kate. Uh, When someone is coming in trying on dresses, do they need to look kind of almost just look past the fact that it's not going to fit because you haven't done any alterations? You just need to see the general idea of how it looks and then from there the alterations take place and it starts to fit better and it looks more uh, like it's for that that bride. So you, you kind of need to look past the alteration side of things. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, we help in store with pinning whilst they're trying it on and try and make it, um, you know, look as as close to what they want it to look as possible. We try and do that as much as we can in store. Um, But at the same time, you know, we do say we do try to encourage them to try a dress on that. Actually, look, I know you don't like Diamante, but this dress is the shape that you're trying to get. So just try this dress on because then you might be able to see what it feels like. and it's no problem for us. Our job's just basically trying on loads of clothes with friends and cleaning them after they've left, basically. So, <laughs> And we're happy to do that, you know, try on as many times, as much as they want, until they get it right and they feel right in it. Um, and they should feel, you know, as soon as they come in, our, our brides, from our reviews and the cards that we get, they feel that they can do that. Um, you know, And, and rightly so, because if they can't, they're not getting the service that we, we're here to provide. I think that's so fantastic. I really... really love that description of your job it's incredible now something that i i want to ask and i'm not sure if it's exactly the same thing uh, which is why i want to ask it essentially so obviously bride tries on a dress they look at themselves in the mirror what's more important is it how they think they look or is it how they feel in it or are those things intermeshed 
it's it is kind of intermeshed it's kind of i think what how they feel in it so for example that off very often a bride buys a dress and then she doesn't see it for six months until she comes back for her fittings and she is so worried when she comes back she can't remember if she loves it she can't remember she didn't like the picture because it was dark in the shop when her friend took a picture on the phone she's worried that she's lost weight or put weight on and then when they come in um they can and they try it on you know it's all all the all that worry and stress disappears again because they remember how they feel in it um and when you're wearing it it's you know you feel it it's like the memory of feeling it rather than remembering what it looks like um which is why it's important to feel good on your on your special day really that makes perfect sense kate i think it's a great chance yeah. now to uh, to move on to our quick fire questions <laughs> So question number one, what is your number one tip for buying a wedding dress? Have an open mind and try loads on. Great. And so what is your best, I mean, this, this may be hard for you to answer, I think, because you're not there at the wedding. So maybe your best bridal story, because uh, normally we ask what's your best wedding story, but of course you're not uh, generally at the wedding. So it'd be your best bridal story. It might be one that been, uh... might have been one that's been relayed to you after, after the fact. Exactly. After the wedding, um, well, I we had a great bride in um, who we called um, who we called the sea. She was like our seaside bride, and basically, her and her husband love um, walking and things. And she made um, her veil herself with loads of um, like different brands of seaweed um embroidered into them um she had she had motifs put on the dress she really bespoke it up and everything to do with her wedding so it was a real nice creative journey with her because she wanted to be involved in in doing that so we called her our seaside bride she that's was great fun. i think uh, sounds, that's something that we, we cool. say yeah it sounds super cool i think it's something we say mm. pretty much every episode now is that you need to stamp your own personality on your wedding yeah uh, and that's definitely. exactly what she's done there uh, so, Kate, conversely, what is the worst thing you've heard about a wedding or happening at a wedding? Um, the worst thing I've heard about a wedding... Do you know what? I actually don't have that many horror stories. I mean, one of the worst things that's happened in store with a wedding dress, I could give you that one. That's perfect. Um, I had a bride once who was trying on a dress and um, I'd, I'd done the corset up and I was poking the little um, hoops of the corset down the back of the dress so that they're hidden out and out the way. And when you do that, you have to go up and under the skirt to pull them down. And as I went under the skirt, there was cupping of her bottom <laughs> with my hand. And, and she went, oh, and I, I, I felt warmth between her butt cheeks. It was that there was that much cupping. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was so embarrassed. And then to add insult to injury, because I was trying to sort of like play down the embarrassing side of it. I said, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I said, oh, how, how funny. Why don't you just pop those shoes on and give yourself a little bit of height and you'll see the dress in full. And she went, I've got my shoes on. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this, uh, this is just getting worse. Um, yeah, so, but luckily she was just really nice and really cool and we just had loads of fun with her. But she always says, she said to me afterwards, have you been pinching anybody else's bum? I, thought, I, I didn't pinch. There was general cupping and warmth between your bum, bum cheeks. Uh, <laughs> so I was more mortified than she was. Oh, that's... Uh... that's... Um, yeah, we get to terrific. know our brides very well. Intimately, <laughs> things. Uh, and okay, what? I can't quite get over that. Compose uh, Kate, yourself, what, Jack. 
<laughs> what is your number one tip for planning a wedding? Um, time, I would say. Um, well, time management. So that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a lot of time. It basically means time management. Um, sort of organise what you need to do and stick stick to it, really. But you can apply that to budget. You can apply that to, you know, um, theme. But it's just organisation, really. Um, and stick into what you want. Don't try and please everybody. It's your day. Um, you know, don't worry about a budget. Some somebody's somebody's got a five thousand pound budget, and somebody might have a fifty thousand pound budget. At the end of the day, you're both getting married, and you're both going to walk away with a husband or wife. So, it doesn't really matter. Um, and also bear in mind that um, a wedding is is generally a, a party. Um, a marriage is what what's happening. You're getting married. You're not getting wedding. So if you always just try and in a stressful time, remember you're getting married. You're not getting wedding. Um, I think that's probably the best one. And also, if you're a bride um, that came to Bridal Love recently and you left your pants here, come and get them and don't leave your <laughs> pants at bridal fittings. <laughs> Because you might catch a cold. That's probably my best tip. Wow, you got you, you, listeners got a lot of bang for your buck there with the tips there. Thanks for those, Kate. Uh, that brings us. To, there you go. Brings us to finally our random question of the week, and I think it's about your turn to to ask this, Jackson. Yes, this is a completely so... random question which Jackson make on the spot. Don't make it boring, and don't make it what's your favourite because you're, that's your kind of fallback. Ah, oh, so. no. See, now I I thought about I was going to do that. Now is, is it throwing... a good, is it a good what's your favourite? Yeah, I mean, what what was what's your favourite animal? I feel like that's quite. What's no, my favourite animal? Yeah, yeah, we're going with um, it. Sorry, my, Chris. Um, my favourite. I love. I do love dogs. They're loyal, friendly. They're great. And I would look. I used to live in Germany, and everybody used to take their dogs to the office with them, and take them to work. And it doesn't happen so much over here. And if I could, I would have a dog, and I would bring it to work. But a dog in a wedding dress shop is not. Not ideal. That's a disaster waiting to happen, <laughs> isn't it, really? Dog hair, slobbering, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely a dog. What's your favourite animal then, Jack? Oh, it's a giraffe, without a shadow of a doubt. I feel well, like there I would be a, a shadow. <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> I feel like what, what, I have a certain affinity with a giraffe. That's, I feel like, because I'm quite quite clumsy, quite tall, Insist. I feel like I fit in with a giraffe quite nicely. I went to Longleat recently and um, saw the giraffes there. They were great. Yeah, they are great. Are cool. um, and as soon as no one's asked me, my Chris, animal. what's your favorite? Chris, what's animal? your favorite animal? Don't feel like answering now. No one had to, had to ask myself. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm quite a fan of cats, but that's boring. So I'm going to say a honey badger because they're just badass. Yeah, but they smell. I think. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to keep one as a pet. They just. They just go out. They do their own thing, and you know they're very. They're very stubborn animals, and they. They can look after themselves. So if if people want to find out more about Bridal Reloved, uh, or want to find their local, uh, the local franchise, how can they do that, Kate? They can do that by visiting our brand new website that we launched two months ago, um, which is www.bridalrelove.co.uk. And they can find all the information about how to find the nearest branch and everything on there. All the information. Information about every one of our dresses is on the website as well. Wow. Um, all the um, accessory tiaras, veils, um, bridesmaid dresses. If anybody is wanting to sell a wedding dress through Bridal Reloved, you can go onto the website and click sell my dress. Um, we've also got a blog on there as well. So if anybody wants some wedding tips and things like that. Cool. And you also have... Uh... Is it in every store you have a monthly open evening? 
Yeah, we do not not monthly. Maybe four. We do four a year, okay. um, and uh, basically we do like star nights, so we can talk about wedding, basically your wedding. They're really super informal. We usually just got a handful of suppliers that are free for a few hours, come down and have a chat. You know, we can have anything from three brides to thirty brides in one of our stores. So yeah, it's just quite an informal evening. If if you can't make a wedding fair at a weekend, it's a good time to come down and chat to other suppliers face-to-face and have a look at what we've got and book some appointments. Awesome. And Jack, if they want to find out about your business, how... They can go to www.theluxurymagician.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jack Brister, The Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at jbristermagic. And Chris, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Well, thank you for asking. You can find me at uh, www.chrispiercymagic.co.uk. Piercy is spelled P-I-E-R-C-Y. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at chrispiercymagic or just search for Chris Piercy Magician on Facebook. Uh, and that just wraps it up about... Uh, actually, the one thing you need to do is tell people where they can listen to the podcast if they are if they found oh, this randomly. Wherever, we are wherever everywhere. you listen to your music, you'll find us. We're on pretty much anything. I mean, we've been uh, having the emails come through of where we've been subscribed to and I haven't heard of half of these things. So just wherever you listen to music, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, just search for Yes To I Do. We should pop up. Uh, if we don't, type in Yes To Do I Do Weddings and we will pop up then because uh, I know we've had some trouble with Spotify popping up at the top with that. So yeah, type in Yes To I Do Weddings and we will pop up at the top for you to listen to. Fantastic. Oh, and our next episode will be live on Monday on Facebook, so make sure you join us there. It just leads us now to say thank you to Kate, so thank you for joining us, Kate. No problem. Thank you so much for having us. We will um, we will listen out for it, and we'll give it a share across the country through our stores and, and link in with everybody. Fantastic, and uh, thank you very much for Jack. And you didn't say absolutely once, as far as I'm aware, so zero points on absolutely bingo if you were playing that. Or if you don't know what we're talking about, then you're going to have to listen to the previous episodes. I, I, I said absolutely, but it was in context. So, you know, there you go. So, and uh, that's a, a final goodbye from me. And if you have any topics that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, then please send them to us. You can do that through Facebook. Or if you have any particular questions you want us to answer on the show, either live or with a guest, then drop them to us as well. Uh, that's all for today. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do Podcast.